We're finishing up Peric Base tonight, and then we'll do a real recap of the whole Peric Base, and then take a week break. I'm not going to be here the next week because the show is going tomorrow to the show. So we'll take a week break and we'll come back and start Peric Gimel. Maybe in the meantime, we want to make a little Kaburu with Kazaro. Maybe it's on your own. I'm not, not getting involved. Let's finish up with up to two paragraphs from the end. You have to try to have concentration when you daven as much as you can. There are certain people that could, could do it for a long time with deeper concentration, and some people have much shorter abilities. And even if it's hard for you to have in mind perish amilos, the translation of the words b'choltvilo. In the entire tefillah, or by every tefillah, I'll upon him, but at least tiskar b'chol eis tefillascha. At least have in mind the entire time during davening. Sha'imid atel lefnei avicha that you're standing now in front of your father, Avirachaman, the father that has so much compassion. Noyro, he's awesome. Maraim v'kadosh, he's very high and very holy. That's it. This is what we call As it's known in the Yeshiva Shevelt, Chaim Brisker says there's two halachas when it comes to davening in Kavana and Tfila. There's Kavana and Tfila, which means having a mind. Baruch means he's the source of all blessing. Ata, you, Hashem. Right? Having the translation. The master of the world. The term called Yitzhak Nevera before every creation was created. Right, that's, that's the translation. But there's another kavana in tefillah, and that's knowing that you're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that a person never has an excuse, because maybe you don't know the translation of Maybe you don't know what that all means, but you know that you're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And for that, there's no excuse. So he says, and that's what the Tzvidim is saying over here, he says, maybe you don't comprehend or don't understand every word, or the meaning behind every word, or why do they choose this word, and why does it say, let's say three things, okay, ha-gadol, ha-gibar, ha-nerah, why does that have to say that he's a gadol and a gibar and a nerah, why does it say those things, what, a-oizer, a-soymech, mashiach, umogain, what's the difference, maybe you don't know that, you should learn it, but up until that point, until you learn it, one thing you do have to remember, is that you're standing in front of a Kodesh Baruch, and that you can do at all times. And if a person would think that during davening, like he's supposed to, then you don't act a certain way. You do act the opposite, perhaps, of how you have to daven. And that's in tefillah. And then the Chavsat continues. Echoil, you should eat, you should say, you should drink, yashan, and you should sleep. As much as you need. Now, how much you need will depend on every day. Some days you're hungrier, some days you're thirstier, some days you're more tired. Every person is different. And as your body grows, that will also change. Your appetite will grow. Or your, your hydration will be necessary more in the summer. You'll have to drink a lot more in the summer. When you'll get older, you'll need to sleep more. Hashem will make that when you become a mitzvah, like it almost happens like automatically. The moment you become a mitzvah, all of a sudden, you need to sleep shabbos afternoon. As a child, you can't sleep shabbos afternoon. But you become a mitzvah, all of a sudden, you know how to sleep shabbos afternoon. And this carries on for a couple of years. 
and uh, for some people it carries on for the rest of their life. But the, the, the concept of sleeping is, he's saying, we're not saying don't sleep, we're not saying don't eat, we're not saying don't drink. Drink and eat and sleep as much as you need. Now, some people say, yeah, I need 18 hours to sleep. Okay, so that person needs to find somebody to help him, because that's not possible. How much does a person have to sleep? So the Ramam says, a person needs to sleep 8 hours. 8 hours is a long time. Maybe for your age, 8 hours would be great. But for most adult males, 8 hours is a lot to sleep. So today the scientists say you need to get about 7 hours of sleep. That's normal and healthy to get about 7 hours of sleep. Somewhere between 6 and 7 hours of sleep. Some Sefer says, so what does Rama mean 8 hours? Some Sefer says Rama means 8 hours in 2 days. That's what Rama meant. 4 hours. Okay, that's already a little much. Or, or very little, to say the opposite. But the point is, there's nobody, nobody can tell you how much you need to sleep. There's, you know your body, and you realize how much you need, and the rest is how much you want. So eat, drink, sleep as much as you need. This is what he said before. He said, I want you to enjoy with your friends. I remember what he was saying. I know you think that I'm trying to turn you into an adult. I'm not. I want you to have time to enjoy with your friends. They should be good friends. You know, they should be people that are learning their Torah. They also learn Torah. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't be people that are not, they don't have the Torah values. They keep Torah and mitzvahs. Of course, it's a very healthy thing for a child to play. It's, it's a very important thing. You have to learn how to lose a game and be okay with that. You have to learn how to, you also have to learn how to win a game. Not boast and brag and become haughty and make the other person feel bad and start saying nasty things. All, all these things are all part of it. I'm going to say something that my son knows what I'm referring to. But this summer we were playing basketball against some non-Jews. And um, it, was, it was the Jews versus the non-Jews. It was quite fun and quite interesting, to say the least. We were out in Florida, so I didn't, know, I didn't even know if they knew we were Jews. Um, but we were playing. And the amount of, the amount of, every time like the person would take a shot, like out of every, out of every shot, out of every 15 shots, like, one went in. But you would think when he finally hit the shot, as if, like, Imamish discovered America. He was so proud of himself. And he would talk and talk and talk. And when he would miss the shot, it would be his pants is falling, his sneakers are falling off. He had an excuse for everything. It was too windy. He had an excuse for everything. He didn't know. Okay, I mean, he wasn't raised in a yeshiva. He doesn't have rabbeim and mechanchim and rabbonim and teachers that properly raised him. So... And they just talk and they talk the nastiest thing and they make fun of everybody, their own teammates, the other team. That's myself, I'm not making this up. They make fun of their own teammates. If the person makes a bad shot, it becomes... And I, I, I hope, I don't know what it looks like in the yeshiva system today, but I hope that's not what our yeshiva system looks like. When a boy makes a bad shot, you don't make fun of him. You, you know, you give him the chizik to, you know, do it again. If you're open, take your shot again. Eventually you'll hit it. You have to learn how to play games. And that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with playing. Nothing wrong with eating, sleeping. Drinking, umayato, and now, in this devereinu atkoi, if my words up until this point, echnas elibcha, has penetrated your heart, you heard everything I said up until this point, and you want to hear what I have to say more, because if you got through Perak Beis, and you're still interested, then come along for the journey. Ashetalabayel Hashem, want to go and elevate yourself. That's what I'm telling him, and I'm going to teach you all the ways. Ashal Yedeim, which through them, you'll connect yourself to Torah. You'll connect yourself to Avodah Hashem. 
If you're willing to continue on this journey that we started, and believe me, he didn't even start yet. Perik Alvin Bays was, was barely started. And Perik Gimel, he's going to start. I'm going to give you a week break till we start Perik Gimel. He's going to get into Yakishkas a little bit, all the way in. So we're going to get into that. But he says it in the most loving way. But he says it's the most blunt also. And sometimes the most blunt is the most hurtful, and sometimes the most blunt is the most pleasurable. Like, thank you. Thank you just for talking to me like an adult. I appreciate it. Right? So that's what's going to end up happening. If we're already able to hope at this point, just safe, close, safe, that at the end of everything, you're going to reach the point, the point about which Hashem says about you. We all know this Pesach. You're my precious child. Now, it's not exactly the Pesach, but it's a play on the words of a Pusik and say for Yirmiya that we say, that I hope you recognize this Pusik. We say Rosh Hashanah and Davening. Yerusha says, when I just, let's translate the Pusik. I don't know if you knew what it meant when we said Rosh Hashanah, so let's translate it now. You're my precious son. You're my child that's a toy. Shashu is a plaything. Something that you enjoy to be with. Somebody you enjoy to be with is a shashua. Something that's precious. Shashuim. Kimide dabur b'cha. Hashem says, when I literally just talk about you, when I mention your name, when I say, Hello Finkel, when I say, Shlomo Bresher, when I say these names, Hashem says, in that moment, Zachar Eskerchaid, I remember you more and more, and Rachem Arachemcha. And it just causes me to have more and more compassion on you. I have love. Now, obviously, he changed the words of the plastic for two reasons. First of all, because we don't write folks like him, if we don't have to. But more importantly, he, he didn't want it to sound like the Pesach talking about somebody Ephraim, Abin Yaakov Ephraim. He wanted that just in case somebody that's not Ephraim is here, he's also willing to listen to that. So he says, Ben Yaakov you're my precious child. And Hashem says that. So we're going to be able to, if, if you're along for the journey, with two program in, and you're willing to come along for the journey, I'm just going to show you a little hint of what's going on in the next parish. Just look at the, the heading of the next parish. Parish Lushi. Me'ikre machlois. We'll talk about the main diseases, hanefesh, that your soul has. Utsufaisein, and what's the remedy, and what's the, the, the healing process for those machos? Just like you know, the body has some machos. Sometimes a person has an infection, a strep throat, the ear infection. So we have to figure out first, you have to go to the doctor. And the doctor has to diagnose, oh, well, you have the flu, right? First you diagnose the issue. And then, what do we do for the flu? What do we do for the strep throat? Oh, you're this age, you're this size. Okay, so we have to use this medicine, this amount. Right? We, have to, we have to figure out based on what we know about you. And that's a, it's the same thing with the body. It's not, the, the same way it's with the body, it's the same thing with your soul. We have to identify the flaws and the failings and the diseases that your soul has. Your neshama has something wrong. What is it? Once we diagnose what that is, we have to figure out, so now how do we fix it? What do we do? And we're going gonna to tell you. So let's just review Perik Bay very carefully, very quickly outside. You don't have to look inside. You could if you want, just to follow. The Rebbe started out at the beginning how a Talmud's day has to look. First of all, you should know that I'm here to carry your burden with you. And I want to talk to you. I want to schmooze with you. And we hope great things from you. And he keeps talking like that because, really, it's, he has a lot of faith in you. And he says, you know, be, ever become depressed. But you do have to worry. Worry, am I fulfilling what my role is, what my job is, what my tachos is? 
as a yid, as a human being, and specifically as you, you whoever you are, you're an ishamas. You have to always worry. He says worry too much is also dangerous. Because worrying too much can create a depression. And he explained, what's the difference between a worry and a depression? He says depression is when you lose money and you're never going to find it again. Worry is you, you lost the money, but you know where it is. It's somewhere in the vicinity. So you worry, but you know you're going to find it eventually. It's right here somewhere. Right? You worry. It's like losing your pocketbook and not finding it for a couple of days. You know it's in the house. It's just you don't know where it is. So you worry until you find it. And then you find it. Right? It's all good. So, so the same thing with, with us. Us. Who we are. Right? We know inside us there is a sparkling neshama. So there's nothing to be depressed about. There's something to be worried about. Are we going to actually find that neshama and make it shine? So therefore, the first thing you do in the morning... The first thing you do in the morning is you worry. That's what he says. The first thing you do in the morning is worry. Am I going to fulfill my role? And from that worry, you go straight into Berchus HaTorah. Straight into Berchus HaTorah and cry to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that you want to enjoy it. And for some reason you're not enjoying learning it. And you want to enjoy it. And you want to feel the sweetness of the Torah. And from there you stop worrying. The moment you finish Berchus HaTorah, you stop worrying. He says, now throughout the day, every once in a while... It's like looking at a map on your way to make sure, am I still going the right path? Am I still going the right path? Every once in a while, you have that moment of worry, like, am I doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Okay, good. Or I'm not doing good. Okay, I need to change. But it has to be very periodically, and for very short. It's not going to take you over who you are. Um, from there, he went into discussing that by davening, and that's what we started today, that by davening, a person should have a mind, at least, at least, of course, you should have Pirish Amil's mind if you can, but at least at all times you have to have in mind who you're standing in front of. Because Baruch wants to hear what you have to say. And he's excited to hear what you have to say. And from these words, if you continue in the path that he's going to lay out for us in the coming Prakim, we can already hope great things from you. And HaKadosh Baruch is looking forward to say about you. Aben Yakali, Ephraim, Miel Shashuim, Kimidei Dabriboy, Zachar Estrianoid. That's Hashem. I'm not going to be here till next Thursday night.